Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What it is? What it is? What up, You the hostess of the most. I'm going to speak to you first. What up? What up? I'm 2X. Right here in XL up top, Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. That's your old joint? Give me over here, Tio. Yeah, Where right am I? Here, oh. That wants you right so close always, to RC, baby. We always put... Uh-oh. Oh, we oh. might be too close. I thought I'd like... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cow pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Niggas send me cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Well, man, what up, man? This the pivot. You know how it is. I think we'll get to the point of why we're here, how we're here, and who we're here with. We got Freddie T, Young Channing, and shoot, we got the Hall of Famer, T.O. Listen, it's some things we gotta chop it up a little bit before we get into you a little. But we'll start with me and you in a second, and Channing is sure to get there. <laughs> but you said young Channing? <laughs> wow. Young Channing. Look at my skin. Hey, Look you know at my skin, T.O. You, you know you're a bad boy when they just call you T.O. Like Rihanna, Madonna, Beyonce. You're right. a bad boy, boy. T.O., we got a, just, a, just the elephant in the room now. Y'all close. I heard that you and R.C. done had some beef in the past. Let's start out there. Well, it wasn't really beef. I just, you know, there was obviously a misperception about me and my character and who I am as a person. And so for me over the years, like I've, I've, I've watched the show, I watched how you talk to your son and how you raised him, this and that and the other. Remarkable. And for me, when you talk about character, my mom raised me, my grandmother raised me, raised me the right way. I know right from wrong. And all through the course of my career, you know, I've been labeled as arrogant, cocky, um, sort of one of those players that are just not on board with everything. My, my, my character's been questioned, to be quite honest. So it's like when guys have gotten in trouble off the field, like DUIs, fighting, and I think the, the actual situation that I saw that you commented on, I think it may have been Pac-Man. Pac-Man's great guy, played with it. It was A.B., actually. It was A.B.? Yep. Something along those mm -hmm. lines. And everybody has kind of put me in... A, B in the same category as, as, as it relates to our character and who we are as people. I don't, I'm not like A, B. Mm -hmm. When you look at A, B's rap sheet yeah. and you put my rap sheet, there is nothing. So when somebody puts my name in the same conversation as some of the things that they've been doing, then I feel like that's a tack on who I am as a person, my character, and who raised me. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was trying to address. I'm like, especially for a guy that has played in the league and you didn't know me personally. And like I said, you're doing a job, you're working for these networks. And I don't think it was fair because you didn't know me like that. And so that's where I was coming from. Like, yo, like, I'm not that type of person. When you put me, pull my name and put my name in, in, the, in the same breath as some of these guys that are doing these off the field, you know, sexual allegations and things like mm -hmm. that, it, it shines a negative light on me. So I won't get into right now what the conversation was right. but even with that instead of hitting me and saying hey rc like i don't really like the things i've done don't match what this dude did right and you was like hey look when i see you you know we're gonna handle it and then you hit me and then you hit me with a 
And don't tell nobody. Na- right, I keep my you. name out of your mouth because that's not that's how I felt because mm-hmm. you don't really know me as a person. Like I said, you probably have heard of me and you basically have maybe come in and, and based on what you have heard of me and not really right. actually knowing me. So I have a question. Do you think you're overly sensitive when you hear your name in those type of conversations? No, because my name don't belong in those conversations. Like if you have a guy that's, you know, that's whatever the off the field issues right. are, and there's been sexual allegations, there are guys that are DUI, mm-hmm. you know, guys are, you know, fighting, doing all these negative things. Why would my name come up like, yo, players like Pac-Man, T.O., A.B., but I've never done anything to okay, that so degree. So, so I think what T.O. is, I think a lot of times the media more so, they've confused your passion with being problematic. You've never had any off the field issues. None. Everything that you've done has come through, you know, uh, you wanting to win and you, you wanting to exert your, uh, yourself and, and, and your talent and your being right uh, on the situation, right. whatever, passion, wherever that, wherever that was. My passion for the game has so I, often I can been misconstrued that. as something, in, you know, in a negative light. You know, we, for example, Tom Brady has cussed his coaches out, players, this, that, and the other. And people say, oh, well, he's a winner. He's a leader. That's passion. You need that on your team. I've done the same thing. Not to the degree that he has, but I'm looked at totally different. But it, it only takes one. It only takes one reporter to sort of start, they push Pushing that snowball. That you know yeah. what I'm saying? They push the narrative. Right. And then it catches fire, right? Right. And I, and I think, you know, if you've gotten the short end of the stick on a lot of it. And uh, I would have loved to have gone to war with you any Sunday because I know what you bring to the table. You know, it's just extremely unfortunate, man, that um, you've been casted in that shadow. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, But it, RC but, told but me But don't everybody need the bad guy? Here, don't everybody need, you need the bad, bad guy? You need a bad guy. See, but well, I don't the NFL mind being, too is timing. The, right, the problem, I don't have a problem being labeled the bad guy because I channeled and I blocked out all of that noise. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to perform and do what I did on the football field. Understanding, like we said, talked Mike, to Chad about it too, right? And right. I, I'm cutting you off, and everybody no, no, said no, we're no, not going to cut you off. <laughs> you said, uh, we talked to Ocho about timing, right? Right. In today's NFL, yep, yep. You know, and and I think when you know the pom poms and the popcorn and all this stuff came out, the NFL wasn't ready for you. No, no, no. So you you couple that with, right. I want the ball. You know, the quarterbacks, give me the ball. Right. They're going to paint a certain perception of you, and it wasn't positive. And it just sort of, you know, it morphed into yeah, I think, what it what it ended up. And, being. and in that, Fred, first off, the thing I said was that you and AB were first ballot Hall of Famers, and because of the perception of y'all from the outside media, I felt like you didn't get the respect you deserved by being a first ballot Hall of Famer or making millions of dollars after your career just to show up places. Mm-hmm. And I said things that he's doing is because I thought AB was as well. I said things that right. he is doing is going to put him in that place. So I was actually giving you a compliment, but. I just wanted to get that out there. Right. Plus, so, bro, his short sleeve yeah. hoodie. It's my first time I wore short sleeves. Cause <laughs> I ain't know. He, I ain't gonna lie. Tio, Tio, I ain't know. Action, Listen, bro. I ain't never. I ain't wore short sleeves in years, bro. But I knew you was coming, and your arms long as hell. So I was like, if I gotta grapple him, I need to be free. free. No no free. free. No free. But, but, None. but quick, but quick, we'll, we'll move yeah. on from that. Y'all, y'all ain't got no beef. Right, but y'all ain't got no beef. What Freddie said about part of it's also doing sit-ups in your driveway, though. Right. Okay. When you beefing with Donovan, 
That didn't have nothing to do with Donovan, though. That beef, okay. the, the, the beef had me doing the sit-ups. That had nothing to do with Donovan. Okay. That situation was like, I got you know me and me and Andy Reid had a disagreement. We had a choice of words with each other. He told me to go home. Okay. I drove an hour and a half back to Morristown. I didn't know what to do. He was like, Yo, just make sure you be ready when we get back or whatever. I'll get in touch with you. I go home. I get in the house. I'm in the house 20 minutes. I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, from this day on. I'm running around, I'm in the kitchen, and that's thing you know, I'm hearing like helicopters around the house. I'm like, what's going on? And then the next thing you know, I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, who, no, who knows I'm here? <laughs> I peek through the blinds. Bro, I swear to you, just like these tripods are set up, that's how they was outside of my, outside of my driveway. The media, the trucks, everything. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So now I'm calling my friend who does some PR work or whatever. I'm like, yo, what should I do? You know what I mean? So the last thing that I, you know, you know, profound thing that I heard Andy Reid tell me, he was like, yo, go back, make sure you're in shape, keep working out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. So, so I'm like, so, all right. So, hit the so I'm trying, like, they weren't going anywhere. The mm -hmm. media kept knocking on the door. I done went outside. I had a basketball go. I'm in my, in my slides. I'm right. doing this. I went back inside. They kept knocking. So I went back out. By this time, that I go back outside. I'm like, I'm going to answer some questions. I told my uh, PR person, I'm, I'm on the phone with I was like, yo. And people didn't even know this. I had the little earpiece in my ear. Okay. The whole entire time, she's on the call while I'm out there. Just look at the clip. I got the little earpiece in my ear. So I brought the little Al bench out there. Yes, and they're bro. asking me questions. And she's telling me, like, yo, don't answer that or no comment, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't anything, you know, too serious. It was no complicated questions, right. anything. So they were just asking me, like, what happened? You know, what am I going to do? You know, looking forward to from this point on. And so I'm just, you know, I'm doing my crunches, this and that and the other. And, and that was pretty much the extent of it. So I, I wanted to try to make light of a situation. You made because a like lot of me, light. You inspire half the NFL to go do <laughs> sit-ups. <laughs> hey, man. I'm like, I'm slipping. <laughs> you see them abs? But at the time, like I said, I understood, like I said, and I really didn't realize the star that, or the magnitude of who I was at that mm. time. And you were in Philly. And I'm in Philly Philly's at this media. point. Yeah, so I mean, I just wanted to try to, at that point in time, like I said, make light of a situation that I felt like was kind of off, getting off the tracks. And so that was really the premise behind me doing the sit-ups in the driveway. Were, were you ready to be, was Terrell? Terrell. Terrell, sorry. Terrell. <laughs> was Terrell. Butcher man. Yeah, I messed up a name. I don't know nobody. I had an Esther stuff. I'm from the country. Everybody <laughs> name got an S on there. But uh, was Terrell ready to be T.O. Because mm. I've heard you take, I, I, I watch you on other stuff, you right. know what I'm saying? Great, you're great, you're a great, great speaker. And you said you never thought you'd make it to the league. No, I didn't. And I then mean, your two letters around the world yeah. was, was Terrell ready to be T.O.? Mm. Um, I, I, I don't think I was. I mean, because it was nothing that I, that I envisioned. Um, I wasn't heavily or highly recruited coming out of high school. And then when I left Chattanooga, honestly, I, I had no idea that I would play B. Young the collegiate level. Um, so when you think about the initial T.O., I mean, obviously, rest in peace, John Madden. John Madden was kind of the one that started kind of, he first wanted to pronounce my name correctly. You still ain't. My bad. <laughs> then T.O. <laughs> um, but man, I, I don't, like I said, everything that I've done, man, I, it, it was earned. Nothing was ever given to me. Um, I tell you, I, I talked to somebody earlier today, that all the coaches that, that, that coached me in high school, they, they could, they couldn't look anybody in, in their eyes and tell them that I was going to become who I became mm. because I didn't even know. 
And so I was a late bloomer, just like my son is going to be. I was a late bloomer. And I just had that grind, man. I always talk about my three Ds, desire, dedication, and discipline. That's what my clothing line is, is built off of and how I got to the Hall of Fame. Everybody has a desire to be or do something in life. But to get to the, 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 the top, and the top for me wasn't to be the Hall of Fame. What is it to get into the Hall of Fame? I played with the greatest receiver of all time in Jerry Rice. Yeah. I had no idea that I was going to get drafted to the Niners. And then here I am, you talk about his work ethic, Everybody saw the similarities in our approach to practice and games, things of that nature. We both went to small schools, Mississippi Valley State. So my dedication to the craft and then the coaches that helped me my first few years, my first eight years, my first three years, Larry Kirksey, who coached John Taylor, Nate Singleton, Jerry Rice, all these guys, he coached me my first three years. And in the last five years, George Stewart, who coached special teams, he ended up being my coach. And he was in my ear every day, every year, every week. He's like, T, you can be special one day. He believed it. He saw it before I even saw it. And so when I started to couple that desire with my dedication and my discipline, it was, it was lights out. Well, you, you, see, you just seemed like everything fell into place like it should have been because you worked so hard. But as, I, as people look at you, like you say, the, the misconception of who you right. are and all that, like why did it go so left? With everything, why why do people look at you differently? Why did why why are you not looked upon or would not looked upon as just another great receiver? He said timing. If you look at everything that I was criticized for, vilified for, look at where we are now. You're the past. Yeah. So you yeah. had no problem because everybody looking for your problem. I saw you on Doctor Phil talking about daddy issues. No, but I mean that, I didn't have any daddy issues because I didn't have a dad. That's yeah. not daddy issue. He wasn't. He was absent. Yeah. But when you think about the platforms, the social media platforms that we have today, the voices that are on these networks, and now they're, they're not even afraid to speak on certain topics. I was one of those individuals, I'm not going to tell you no lie. I'm going to tell you how I feel. If I, in the game, post-game, whatever, I'm gonna, you ask me a question about what, what happened, I'm going to tell you what happened. I started to realize and understand the skill set that I possessed. Once I started to learn how to become a receiver, be the receiver, be a game changer, playmaker. I adopted that and I saw what I was capable of. I was outspoken. I didn't do anything wrong, but as he said, it was timing. Look at everything, like I said, I was frowned, that, 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 that was frowned upon with the things that I did. They're now being embraced. We talked about the celebrations, all of that. They tried to take that away from the game at one point in time. Mm -hmm. They saw how that, that ended up kind of affecting the ratings. Fans were disgruntled about it. And look at now, like, that's something that, that, that's needed in the league. So how, how much of um, who you became as a player, the Hall of Famer, is accredited to having Jerry Rice as a young receiver? And what, I'm sure you guys worked right. out together, right, at some point. What's the workout like with Jerry? Um, I, I worked out with Jerry one time during the summer. Only once one in your entire time. career? One time. Come on, bro. One time. And that was because back then, you know, as rookie, second year guy, you had to go back to the facility, be around in the summer to work out. You know, they gave you those bonuses. Yeah. So I happened to be around that time, and I worked out with his trainer, Raymond Ferris, who was the guy, JJ, and I think Jerry, and maybe a couple other guys. That was the only time that I, that I worked out with him. After that, I didn't work out a single summer. I played basketball. What? Come on, bro. That's all Ain't I, no way, bro. On my grandmama. 
That's all I did. I played, you, anybody you knows me, I'm a, you say, oh, my grandma. I'm a hooper at heart. That's all I did. Even during the season, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I went to Oakland, played at the YMCA with some of the guys in the hood, like hoopers. That was how I got and kept myself so, in condition. So with in, that, in, though, in, in, in the middle of the season, <clears throat> right, knowing that you got contract obligations. That didn't and, register. I understand that, that, but the coach, it registered with the coaches. Do you think a piece know. of that, they didn't know at they, all? Nobody knew. Nobody knew any of that. Bro, my days off, I'm, I'm up the road, up 880. Right. Oakland. So I'm going to say this then. You had us all food. Because when you was doing damn sit-ups in your driveway, I was like, well, she, I got to go get in this extra workout plan. I was like, that I know was, T.O. Yeah. getting but, it. Right, but that was part of my off-season workout, my program. Right. That was when I, I got a, a personal trainer after my 99-2000 season. After the season after I caught the catch against Green Bay. Again, I was hooping at LA uh, at so Crunch, you Crunch after that. Too. Crunch Fitness, yeah. <laughs> Crunch Fitness in Atlanta. That's where I met the guy on the basketball court that introduced me to my trainer. And at this time, like I said, it's my third year in the league. You know, you got you, have, you go to uh, you know the, the gyms, and you got trainers in there. Everybody trying to hit you, you know, throw you a card. Let me let me work you out. For whatever reason, I was never receptive. This guy came to me after a game. He goes, man, he didn't really know who I was. Right. And he's like, yo, he's like, you have a trainer? I'm like, nah. I was like, I ain't really doing all that. At this point, I'm just doing what, you know, the off-season program for the Niners, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, man, I have a guy. You know, he's a trainer. He's like, I can introduce you. I give you his number. He's like, you call him up. He's like, no obligation here. He's like, it works out for you. Cool. If not, cool. Took his number. Called the guy up. Had a, had, a, had a session, 45-minute session, no lie. My, my trainer is Buddy Prim. We start working out that year, 2000, for the rest of my career. When Fred <laughs> asked you about working out with Jerry Rice, and he was like, no, I didn't do that. Channing's talking about things in your career going left. All of those things happen, and you do it your way, and you make it to the Hall of Fame. To me, who, who will never be a Hall of Fame player, I went to see Troy Palomalu in Shrine this year, and I thought it was amazing to watch those dudes who were the best that ever did it talk in front of other dudes who were the best that ever did it. Right. You chose to go a different route. You didn't go to Canton. You right. didn't speak in Canton. What was the impetus behind that? And do you regret it at all? I'll answer the, answer the second part first. As far as regret, I'll never regret it. People say, oh, well, he's going to regret it. He's going to miss this. He's going to miss that. How can you ever miss something that you've never really experienced? So I'll never say I regretted anything um, or I regret anything. Um, as far as the, the reasoning behind it is because I know what it took and what I did to get to where I was. And then even when I was at the top, I had people chipping at me, trying to take me off the top. Um, and even some of the things that we mentioned uh, earlier about you know, how I was perceived, I did some of the same things that these other guys did and they looked and they would look they were looked at in a better or a higher regard than me. And I'm like, how am I, how am I different? And then just from the surface, when you look at the criteria of what it takes for guys to get in yeah, and what they chose to create or the narrative that they put out there for me not to get in, it doesn't add up. Right. It's very contradicting. And so for me, I knew statistically where I stood at that. I'm second, third, fourth of all time. Bro, I got drafted in the third round, 89th pick. 11 to 12 guys went before me. We, I'm talking about in a class of Eddie Kennison, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Eric Mose. You still know the names, huh? All of these guys, bro, because I, I, I remember. Because just like you know, have a quarterback class, this, that, and the other, 
The 96 draft class, that was like one of the best classes for his receivers is concerned. And I just happened to be in that class. And of the, I mean, I think in that class, who are Hall of Famers, I think it's just me and Marvin Harrison, if I'm, if I'm mm-hmm. yeah. not That's mistaken. It. That's right. it. So for me to, to come from where I came from, not even really looked upon to even play in college, let alone in the league or, or the years that I played, and then ultimately land in the Hall of Fame based on what I did and contributed to the game, I felt it was a great disservice and disrespect to what to what I did. And not only to me, but my family and was it, even was it the spite, though? Did, Do you think it was spiteful? No, no, I didn't know. I didn't do it. For, for me, like I said, the first time mm-hmm. I took it, I'm like, okay, cool. You want to make, make your point? Okay, cool. But then when it's the second time, I'm like, nah, it's total disrespect at this point. But but you said like you can't you can't regret anything you didn't you you haven't done. But Jerry Rice was on that stage. Michael Irvin was on that stage. So like I don't they were say, probably expected to be on that stage. And For me you, it wasn't. I, it, said, it doesn't make any difference. I played in four or five Hall of Fame games and I never went into the building. Never went into you the building. You didn't want to see the, the, the never, past? Why I not? promise you, I never went in the building because it didn't mean that. To, I didn't, dude, my, I told you, my grandmother raised me. Bro, I knew nothing about football. You nothing. accidentally made it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's what, that, doesn't it sound like that? Like hey, you just, you like were not right. No, and then I, you I went did, out and became was, the top, like you say, top three in all categories. That accidentally? Was an, it wasn't an accident. God put us here for a reason. Yeah. I'm me for or I'm me and what I've done for a reason. I'm not gonna say it was an accident. There was a lot of hard work that, that, that was put into me landing into the Hall of Fame. So again, at the end of the day, bro, like I'm not, I, I felt disrespected. Yeah. Considering what I did, especially understanding the criteria. And then one of my boys that helped me orchestrate and do my, uh, my ceremony in Chattanooga, he basically said, T, I don't want you to make a mistake. He said, for me, just go to the orientation. I'm like, all right, cool. I was open-minded. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to the orientation. Just in case I have a change of heart. I went there. Erlaka met me. B-Doc was there. I sat in the room, listened to everything. David Baker went around the facility, went through, did it all. And even with all of that, I still wasn't moved. Wait, you, but wait, what, so you do that. You go through all those things. Where are you now, though, T.O.? Like, we got, we're hearing things. It's, it, it's money issues. We're hearing that, you know, like, like Channing said, you on Dr. Phil, and they're asking you about, Oh, that you know, was early. That was, that, was, that, was, that was early on. Like, yeah, I, I have kids, uh, different moms. Hey, I'm not proud of that. I've had conversations with my son about not mistakes, but the poor choices that I've made, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. help direct and guide him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm not perfect by any means. As far as the financial situation, I look good. I'm, I'm fine. You, you can look, and this is well documented as to what transpired. I had an agent at Drew Wealth House. They introduced me to a financial advisor, Jeff Rubin, who was at Pro Sports. Negligent, so my, oh. he was on that list. He was with Jeff. He was on that list Oof. of guys. So, again, it's not something that I'm proud of, but at the end of the day, it happened. When you talk about financial literacy and things of that nature, um, that's something, like I said, I try to be, uh, be an advocate for it to really put, out, put the word out there and help guys, you know, learn and understand your financial portfolio, manage, put eyes on eyes that are managing, you know, your, your, your finances, things of that nature. 
But at the end of the day, dude, I'm, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Granted, what I was able to do on the field has afforded me those opportunities right. to still make money. Yeah. Granted, like, yeah, if I, if I wasn't who I was and didn't accomplish and I didn't have no, the name that I had, trust me, I probably would be struggling. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I probably would be struggling. That's I probably would have I probably would have fallen into depression. Even with where I am and solid now, I still think about some of the things that were taken away from me because of XYZ. Correct. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah, I, I think said, your I talent has afforded you that uh, that yeah. opportunity. It's extended Absolutely. that life. Um, and you learn those lessons and you can give back. That's Absolutely. what I always tell people because we were in the same boat. Man. We're the same financial people. It's crazy we had the same agent, too, at once upon a time. Right, and that's the thing is, like, I try to... Man, that that dude is a snake, bro. Mm. You said, you're talking about Drew or... Drew, Drew, yes. Drew and Jason, Rosenhaus Sports, bro. Bad, bad, bad people. But, bro, they got got half the league right now. That's crazy if you say that. But the thing is, half of the people that they have, they don't know about some of the things that have transpired. And that's a word right there because... uh, Because at the end of the day... When I found out about certain my situation about Jeff Rubin, I tried to file suit, went through mediation, some arbitrary things. They had a fiduciary duty to tell me some of the improper things that had happened with Jeff Rubin and other athletes, but I wasn't given that information. Had I known that information, trust me, I wouldn't have signed with Jeff Rubin. Has the league invited you back to any of these seminars you know, they have tons and tons of resources, no, no. financial, different things, different stages to, to give back to uh, uh, younger mm, players? No, I just use, I, I use my platforms um, that I have. This is a platform to really right. shed light on some of those things. I have my own um, podcast, Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. Right, right. Yeah, we have guys, that, right, we have guys that have come, come on and, and like I said, have done a great job and really solid as right. far as knowing what to do, what not to do. And then like I said, I, I I welcome the idea that they can learn from my mistakes. Right. You know what I mean? And if, if I can redirect them and kind of shed light on what, what I've gone through to avoid the pitfalls for themselves, then, bro, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. T.O., football done. I don't know. You still, you be acting like you can still play. Bro, I, you, you well, almost, first of all, T.O., you almost 50, bro. I, but I ain't your average 50. I know, but you a good in shape 50, but you 50. You still 50. First of all, I ain't 50 yet. <laughs> 48, yeah, you sneaking up. Yeah, you, you look 50. I don't. That's the thing. That's the hey, difference. Real talk. That's well, a he, difference. Lived, he lived a hard life, yeah, little boy. Yeah, T.O., yeah. He lived a hard yeah. life. But, okay, but so I'm so- Running, trust me, I've, I've heard it. I mean, Shannon, we had this discussion, too. How can you tell me or tell anybody what they can't do, especially in a situation like mine, to go back and play, when there hasn't been any example, no attempt to do it? Because your body too old. No, your body is too no, old. No, your body is too old. But they stopped you from playing the first time. So how are you going to come back and play now? Who stopped me to play the first the time? The league. No, it's all about the opportunity. Yeah. It's all about opportunity. If you have the right relationships and in the right situation. Yeah. Look, Eric Weddle just, I mean, obviously the difference is about eight years, but still, he hadn't played in two years, yeah. two, three years, and he came back and contributing. Yeah, they don't need true. him every down. Yeah. For me, in my situation, they don't need me every down. Like, I guarantee you, if I would have been on the Chiefs or the Buccaneers, one of those two teams right now, they could have used me. They'll be in the playoffs right now. They'd still be in the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. Tom Brady struggled in the first half. Yeah. You put me on that field, third down, red zone situation, they're not down, what, 20, whatever, 27, 3, whatever case, whatever. Three. They're not. The game, the game plan changes. 
if I'm on the field, I garner, I'm going to have to get some respect. Now you have mismatches. T.O., they're not playing the ghost of T.O., though. They're going to be playing T.O. today. Oh, I'm ready. I'm, you, you see it. <laughs> okay. You see so, it. You see, so it's real. So, T.O., let, let, let's act. It's real right here. Let's act like you <laughs> can't play football, though. Oh, let's okay. just act like let's okay. play, let's play, let, let, let's is, play imagination game. Okay, well, boy, it's gonna be hard right here. I'm not really good at imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't really good at that, but I'm gonna try. What is the truly non-football? Because that's what that's where Terrell went to To internationally, worldwide right. known from football. Right. What's your when football's gone? What do you want your identity to be? Is it a clothing guy? What is it? A, My, I know you got a wine. Like, where do you see? When 70-year-old T.O., what, what is the, what is the identity of 70-year-old T.O.? Honestly, I don't know. For me, it's really being there for my kids, and, and, and I'm not in the household with them. For me, it's quality over quantity, because I can't, I don't have that quantity of time. I wasn't afforded, afforded that, because the moms had mom's cut primary custody. So the time that I spend with them is quality for me. What my dad didn't share, or what I missed, with him, I try to provide and do and be there for my kids. So for me, that's, that's, that's more important, me being a dad and me being available. You know what I mean? Giving something to my, cat, my, my kids that wasn't given to me as a dad. So fathering. When football's yeah. gone, fathering is, is your main focus. I mean, dude, I have, like I said, I have other opportunities being entrepreneurial. Like I said, the game has afforded me the luxury to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I can go into rooms and doors are open versus if I wasn't who I was. And you ain't bring none of your wine either. I just, you know, I ain't with yeah, call we, you out. We were sitting back, right? <laughs> we was waiting on it. I got you. I got you. T.O., my, my last question to you, bro, right. you and A.B., you guys are kind of shown in the same light. But I don't get it. I don't understand This is my question. How. Do you think he will ever make the Hall of Fame? He's a Hall of Fame talent, but do you think? Yeah, no, no, definitely Hall of Fame talent. What has transpired within the last two to three years, I think the voters, that's going to be taken into account. Right. They're going to consider some of these actions. Right. If they consider the actions of me, and I, it's, it's, it's not even, it pales in comparison yes. right. to some of the things that he's done. These are serious allegations against AB. Yeah. We talk about sexual allegations, things of that nature, um, the way that he carries himself. Um, and I, I thought very team, yeah, I, I mean, I right. thought very highly of AB. AB called me when he was going through all this stuff. Similar, didn't have a dad in his life. Yeah. I knew what I went through with the league. I tried to share, I tried to share it with him. Where, how to navigate some of these things, not to put himself in a situation where it may come back to haunt him. You know, obviously with the video, you know, yep. cursing out the, the police, he got his kids out there, girl, this and that, mm -hmm. you know, that's not a good look. And he was trying to get back in the league at the time. And so you know how it is, you know, the league, they're going to take all these things into to, to account. Your character is going to be assessed. Yeah. But again, he's one of those guys that seems like he has nine lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the biggest... The world, and I like I said, everybody knows you. What's the one thing that angers you the most about what people think about T.O.? I just think just, just I think just the, I said misconception of my character. That's 
whomever people think that I am, and they have to think. But who, who do they think you are? I don't know. When they put me in the category of guys that are doing all these. Like Ryan did. That's what, that's what. Bro, what are you? <laughs> like you did. I, did. I didn't do it that way. Yes, I, it was, did. it was. Maybe okay, I was so well so, done. But no, no, it, it, right. it, maybe it. I misinterpreted it. Well, okay, maybe I, I misinterpreted it. And, and I, I'm here. Like I said, if I had, if there was some ill will or whatever, I wouldn't be here. For sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. If this was Donovan McNabb, nigga, I wouldn't be here. Why not with Donovan? Because, bro, this is just not. That's no, a, I'm a, asking. I was like a whole you know, nother ball of wax. Who else you got ill will with? Not, that's about, oh, y'all just took a pivot. Mm. <laughs> y'all just took a pivot. What did y'all just take a pivot from? I just asked a question. <laughs> I, I did. What did y'all just take a pivot from? Who? Who? Who you did we I? just take a pivot from? Ain't who I? Ain't no owls in there. Ain't no owls. Your feet fit branches? B. Marsh? Yeah. What? what you got beef with him? Bro. So let me see. It's Donovan McNabb and B-Marsh. Initially, I did not. But like I said, there were some exchanges here and there, and he crossed the line with some of the stuff. But I'm not going to get into it. But there's a reason why you guys are here. Yeah. Trust me, it's the reason, especially if Fred is here. Because he don't have no beef with nobody. None. I be chilling, man. Trust me. me and my I even had dad. this conversation T-O, with Chad. you want a happy dad? Yeah. What's that? What's that? I am a happy I dad. I am, <laughs> I am a happy we'll dad. We'll get you after you said, the show. Okay. You talk to Chad about what? About you guys moving on. I had to tell the Chad, out of all the situations, I said, look at this, bro. I said, I, said, I, w- I went on the show. I said, bro, Fred is probably like the most chill dude ever. No conference. I said, there's a reason why he's over there. Yeah. Obviously, I knew you was here, too, but I'm like, there's a reason why they're not with him. And what's that reason? Light skin, light instigator. Light skin, great instigator. I'm just digging in. No, 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 no. I need to ask you what's the reason. I can have my speculation. That's a pivot. with one of them. Yeah. How about this pivot? You tell us what the reason is. Um, I would say unhappiness with the situation and not really appreciating what your value to the person. So here's my question to you, okay. then, Shannon. Because you've been acting real funny. T.O. got here, <laughs> right? And it was all about, oh, see if he's going to fight RC and woo, 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 RC. I, I ain't going to let him jump on you. RC, I ain't going to let him jump on you. So but, but we talked about happiness and we trying to, so you say you talked about, you know, your, your children, right? right. And, and their mothers. And a lot of times in retirement, it is your family that, that, that keeps you, right? Your mm-hmm. family that allows you to continue to push on and, right. and provides you that comfort. T.O., like, what's, what's up, like, no no wife, man, like, no, like, no girl? I'm, no, I'm, I'm single, but I'm just like a, I'm just like Kraft cheese, dog. I'm single. And <laughs> I know they the, shooting like, at you, like, don't like you? I'm like the last little Pringle in the box. Chad, <laughs> you, you was talking about one of his last little I'm booze on the way over here, though, wasn't you? That? You got, did you get married like four or five years ago? No, no, I ain't never been married. But you got engaged or something? I was engaged in 04. In 04 yeah, to right. an older lady or something. No, 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 Felicia Terrell I was engaged to. No, 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 yeah. Shannon, you said that man was engaged to that a 60 year old woman. That's what they said online. They said you were engaged to a 75 year old woman. You believe everything you read online? I do. Okay, He said he was trying to figure out that, uh, you know, how you go to a woman who uh, then already went through menopause. I don't know. Maybe you can let me know, man. You can tell me. I don't got no old one before. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I done got me old one. I messed with a lady one time, walked in the hallway, <laughs> and I just had drawers on. And it was a big dude in the hallway. And I thought I had to fight. I thought it was an old man. 
It was her son. He was 24. So I was like, damn. But the bad thing, T.O., was that he was cool with me being in the hallway, so I knew dudes was running through the house all the time. I'm like, damn, what's up, bro? He said, what's up? Went back in his room. I said, yeah, I got to get out of here. I messed y'all with the, Hey, y'all the same height. We, he was big, 6'2". He was a big old boy. I put my foot back, but my meat was still a little hard. I didn't want to wrestle nobody when <laughs> no, me had one. That's, that's too much information. Right yeah, he, he, that's that's why we're going to try to move on from yeah, that. Yeah, we, bro, it's pivot. Bro, yeah, it, it's yeah, Super Bowl we're, week, bro. It's yeah. Super Bowl weekend. To me, you had one of the more iconic Super Bowl games. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams, horse collar tackles you, oh, yeah, breaks your leg, right? It, it, no, no one else comes back from that. Not only do you come back from that, but you shine. What's your biggest memory from the Super Bowl? Um, honestly, probably like the, just the recovery, the rehab process, the, and just the hard work that it took to get back to that. Um, three weeks? Two weeks? Six and a half, seven weeks. Six and a half, seven Six weeks. And, um, and that was when you had two weeks before the right. play for the Super Bowl. So that, that extra week or whatever, that, that I benefited from that. And so um, at that time, Andy Reid's the head coach, um, Rick Burkholder, who's still with Andy, with the Chiefs, um, you know, I had the surgery the next day. I uh, went back to, I had it in uh, Baltimore, uh, drove back to, uh, to, to Philly. And I remember doing an interview on the way back. They set it up in the car and they asked me, would I be ready for the Super Bowl? And I honestly, I said, hold hard. I said, yo, if those guys went out and they make it to the Super Bowl, I'll be ready. You were um, still limping, bro. Yeah, I was at that time. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, my grandmother raised me, man, in the South. I'm a firm believer in, in the man above. Um, I put all my faith in him. Everything that I've done, I know it's, 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 it's a blessing. And so I put that same faith and effort into the trainers that I, once they set out the date and they told me, like, I had a shot, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, let's do it. Um, I had pretty much the guys that I trained with and worked on my body uh, during the offseason. They lived in Atlanta. At this time, I'm in, I'm in Morristown. I bought one of the biggest houses there. Dude, everybody stayed at the house. Now, I was getting treatment 24-7. I would get up in the morning, early in the morning, get to the facility. For six, seven weeks, they practiced. I was in there getting treatment. Well, Got back home, treatment, hyperbaric chamber, multiple supplements to help, um, microcurrent, all these things to accelerate the healing process. Right. And that was part of me. And even just the way that I took care of my body, that factored into me doing the things that I did. Yeah, At this point in time, really... nobody had heard about the hyperbaric chamber thing. Like right. I slept in that thing every night. It's shame in my eyes. It's shameful that you don't get the credit for busting your ass to get back yeah. to playing the biggest game, and yet they want to, the media want to twist the narrative <laughs> and talk about the other stuff. But, but forget about that. Forget me. about that. Forget about that. I, I know. I want to know about see, the nerves. But there were no nerves Le- leading up to that game. No, no, no. There were no nerves, bro. I'm talking about like at this point, like I'm like, yo, this is the biggest moment of my my career, my life. You know what I mean? Like I said, high school didn't win no championship. Barely played, college. We make nobody's bowl mm-hmm. in, in college. <laughs> but I played basketball. I played bas- basketball. We made the NCAA tournament. I started some games. That, that, that was some some achievement for me. Right. Um, and then to play, you know, obviously with Jerry, I felt like you know, and Steve Young. I thought that was an opportunity. Within the eight years, I felt like we we could have won a championship. So I, I was I, trying to happen. go somewhere with that because <clears throat> we know. Odell Beckham, OBJ. OBJ. He's mm-hmm. in the spotlight. You know, he had he's had his uh, 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 his ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. And his uh, adversities. And this is his first one. So when I spoke about nerves, 
What do you think is going through his mind? Uh, I mean, it's just you got to seize the moment. You know, he's in a rare, fortunate, you know, situation. <clears throat> it's almost like the kind of the stars were aligning for him. Um, they started out with Robert Woods, Deshaun yeah. Jackson, Cooper Cup there. And then later on the season, Robert Woods get hurt, Deshaun tears his ACL. Right, right. Deshaun Jackson is there. He doesn't really help them out. Deshaun is not getting a lot of playing time throughout the course. He gets frustrated. He wants out. Yep. He goes to the Raiders. Everything is, has unraveled Perfect in Cleveland course. for OBJ. Mm -hmm. Now he's with an offense, very capable, top-tier caliber quarterback with Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I felt like, like I said, the stars were aligned. So I, he has to look at, look at this as a, as a true blessing and opportunity. And, and he, you want to seize the moment. Because you think about you, you look at you, the, the first eight weeks of the season versus his yeah. last nine. Totally different. That organization from head coach, offensive coordinator, and, and quarterback, they did him a grave disservice. Yeah, they did. They when did. you look at, so you played for Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So we got Cincinnati, <laughs> Los Angeles, mm -hmm. right? Who you got winning, who you rooting for, and what's the keys? I don't really feel like I'm rooting for anybody, but if I had to... You play for Cincy. Right, yeah, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm probably, I'd be more partial to, to, to the Bengals. But if you think about how, how they're playing and when they start playing, it's, you know, this game is about momentum mm -hmm. and who's healthy at the end of the season. Um, I played in the Super Bowl. Fortunately, I wasn't 100%. Mm -hmm. But if you look at this, these two teams, Look at the path that the Bengals have taken to get here. Mm -hmm. They beat a top-tier team, the Tennessee Titans. Yep. And they beat a hellified team with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And they have a quarterback that has won championships. He's not, it's not, he, he doesn't play like a rookie. He doesn't play like a second-year guy. It's like he's immune to the success that he's having. It's like he's been there, done that. And he's bringing those young guys on. You got Jamar Chase, you got Higgins. These guys, I watch, these guys are snagging the ball. Mm -hmm. These guys can play. And if you think about the momentum that they've taken and they beat, like I said, if you can beat the Chiefs, you can beat anybody in the league. I don't think a lot of people had the Rams coming out of the NFC. If anything, Tampa Bay or the Green Bay Packers. Yep. So at the end of the day, when you look at the tail of the tape, yeah, there's, there's going to be some, some – some advantages to the defensive side of the ball when you speak of the Rams with that front yeah. led by Aaron Donald. You got, right. you know, um, the cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. Right. Right, yeah, but these guys aren't they're, – they're playing with house money, speaking of the Bengals. Yeah. The game is theirs to, to, so that's to win. Your, so that's your pick? I'm, 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 I already said it's 2014. I'm 2014-10 I'm Cincinnati. 2014-10. I like mm, it. Mm, hey, mm. bro, real talk, man. Like you said, we big fans. Yeah. We all played against you, played, you know, different yeah. times. So one you more played? thing. I didn't even know. I, didn't I know covered you, you on the crosser one time. <laughs> I, I, I was in Dallas. I covered you on the crosser. What? When? I, you ain't, they didn't throw the ball at you. It was a decoy, but I covered you. Ooh. You can go to hell, T.O. <laughs> one thing I want to ask you, though, because you are OG and I it's respect last you. last one. I see you don't respect me. <laughs> no, I'm but, just, no, 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 no. But I you, just but, didn't know. It's okay. I covered you on the crosser. But it's okay. But, T.O., but real talk, 
You're going to get your 401k soon because you're so old. Can you let me know how that is when that money starts coming in? <laughs> I mean, you look like you already got your 401k. Appreciate you, brother. You look like you already got your 401k. <laughs> T.O., man, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. I wanted to ask you if um, the young receiving core in Cincy is better than – are they the me, best me receiving core to come through Cincy? They, I mean, they nice. Like, Jamar – like, bro. Chase. Jamar Chase – where he is as a rookie, yeah, they all better than me when I came as a rookie. But like I said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You gotta finish. You know what I mean? Like I said, finish. I tell a lot of people, like, I wasn't fast, place. I wasn't, none of these things. I wasn't known for my speed, none of that. But everything that I've told you, that like, I've worked, I worked at, I got faster as I got older. Right. You know what I mean? If you look at my combine, you know, breakdown, like, I ran a 4.63. You got linemen running faster than that. But I got faster. Like I said, I was a late bloomer. But I tell kids, like, yo, you ain't got to run 4-3-4-4. It helps. There's a lot of 4-3-4-4s out there. But they ain't, really, they ain't playing in the league, so I'm sitting on the bench. Right. But I was a guy, like I said, I had game speed. Jimmy Smith. Ain't nobody Jay ever Smith. caught me so, from behind. Ooh, so he wanted the best to ever do it, right? He talking 100%. about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who you got in the Super Bowl? Who do I have in? He got the Bengals. Oh, I, I got Cincy Moneyline and the plus four. Okay. I've been over. I've been on Who that. Okay. And Random. my MVP is Joe Mixon. Okay. Who I told y'all that a long time and ago. That, yeah. And you got a factor in that. Man, that, Joe Burrows, man, that, that dude is, he's playing some, some good football. I mean, you can compare him also to Justin Herbert. Yeah, you for know? sure. He's coming yeah. the same draft. Uh, yeah. But his, his old line is, is a bit suspect. Yeah, right. So for that particular reason, I'm afraid to go with Joe as the yeah. MVP. But I got offense, I offense, offense. Listen, Aaron Donald, Floyd, and Von Miller about to give Joe Burrow hell, and he's not going to be able to get two seconds back there. The Rams defensive line is going to win this game for the Rams. I'm telling y'all offensive fans. Well, and so I'm going to go neither because I ain't got to make my pick till Sunday morning. So Look at you big that. time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't get national, a a national TV guy. Right, so so here, oh. it, here it is, straight hey, up. Freddy, this, come on, I man. Picking, I am picking, picking, picking the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been going back and forth okay. on it. The Cincinnati Bengals win this game. But I do want to say this, man. I'm glad we got to chop it up. No, no, no. I appreciate it. No, no doubt. I appreciate you, bro. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.